So he had a daughter, my grandma. Yeah. She was born in 1918, so she was like eight or nine years old. And he had her after he moved to Boulder? To... No, no, no. She was a little kid in, in Arkansas. I and see. her dad, the doctor said, you're not going to live another year in Arkansas. You have consumption or whatever they call right, it. Right, right. If you want to live, you got to go to one of these places where probably get enemas all day, eating yeah. cornflakes, getting electrocuted or something. You implied that it was the reason you were alive is because he went there, but it seems like he might have gone there after giving birth to you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not the reason I'm alive. But actually, maybe it is because if he would have raised his daughter in Arkansas instead of Colorado, then his granddaughter would never have met my father in Denver when he lived there. My mom and my brother are moving there, and maybe my sister, my niece might move there eventually. Do you ever go to the Continental Divide, and then you take a drink and pour it out, and it pours both ways? Not that I recall, but I did do something similar at the equator in Sumatra. Oh, must be nice. You flushed it through then? poured water down a funnel for me on one side of the equator, and then did it on the other side, and did some tricky thing to make it look like Uh, it turned different directions, and then I know how these tricks be. Let's start the podcast. Yeah, man. Hello, and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other for what seems like ages, really. And once while on a mission in the northeastmost region of our country... If I remember, the main purpose of our journey was to investigate a subterranean clown. And his rabid St. Bernard. Anyway, on our trip, we dropped into a small-town coffee house where we met a mysterious local who presented us with a large paperback book that contained a ranked list of everything. Immediately after seeing the list, we committed it to memory. But then a strange mist... A soupy fog. ...enveloped the entire region, including ourselves and the mysterious man, who, by the way, transformed into a pile of seaweed. The eerie tendrils of mist... Soupy fog. ...crept into our very minds, obscuring our memories of the list. We can now only access the list bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 42 items, with Prince at the top and QAnon at the bottom. Prince being the musician and QAnon being the, I don't know, the all-purpose, this awfulness. Yes. In the middle are C and coffee. C meaning not the letter, but the like the ocean, it's, and coffee, yeah. the beverage. Yeah, the exactly. Bean. Today what we're going to do is the main listener submission that we're going to rank comes from our friend John. It's a drink. He gave us a recipe for a cold brew shandy, which is essentially coffee and lemonade more or less. Yeah. Each of us made it at home, and during the course of the first couple of uh, segments, we'll drink it. And I then don't it- usually drink coffee. It gets me too worked up. We're going to start drinking it now, and we're going to rank it at the end of the episode. So we're going to give it time. So let's go ahead and go with the submission that I brought. And this one comes from listener and friend of the pod, Nick. Yeah, and yeah. the submission is pigeons. Pigeons. Okay. Pigeons are a bird. They are very affectionate with each other. They coo and whatnot to one another out on the roost. Uh, they live everywhere that man lives and women. They are called man's second oldest friend because they were domesticated as early as dogs were. They're the same thing as doves, so they're a symbol of peace and of happiness. I dispute that they're the same thing as doves. This is like I know a, they're called a rock dove. No, they're the same thing. In Spanish, you say the same word for both of them. We draw oh, a distinction really? because... That's like saying lemons okay, are the same they, thing as lemons. They pretty man. much are, dude. The, the pigeons that we see in North America are native... I believe to Europe and were brought here as like maybe for food or for pets or whatnot. And so they're all feral. Like they're all the descendants of pets that went feral. And they don't, I I don't think you see these pigeons a lot. Like if you go to places where not a lot of people live, there's not gonna be a lot of pigeons. They go where we go. You know, in New York City, there were these pigeons. Right. Somebody had thrown a bunch of uh, bird seed down 
And when the pigeons crowded around the bird seed, they threw a net over it and they captured all the pigeons and took them to suburban Philadelphia and they were using them for target practice. And this outraged people in the city and they caught the people and they were charged with theft of city property and maybe animal cruelty or whatever. And it's funny because people tend to not like pigeons, but the idea of somebody being cruel to them is a little too much to stomach. I'm going to be honest. I like birds in general. Pigeons are gross. I don't like their stumpy feet sometimes, but that, that's not their fault. That's, the, yeah. that's the, the environment we put on them, you know? Pretty much every other pigeon has a stumpy yeah. foot. One in two pigeons, I would that say. That would mean that like one quarter of all pigeon feet have a weird half foot that's got a I'm going to tell you something I really like about pigeons. I like the rusty pigeons. You know what I'm talking about? No, is this a color? Yeah. Or is that a euphemism <laughs> no. for something? A rusty pigeon is what, you know, I don't know if that's what they're called. There might be another word for it, but basically they're like redheaded pigeons. I so, saw a pigeon so once. Pigeons. I saw one time a male pigeon mate with a female pigeon, and then immediately the female pigeon got run over by a car. And <laughs> I wasn't watching pigeons all day, and that happened either. It was like I was yeah. I was at the bus stop or something, and I just saw that. It's like reading an existentialist play or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought, why did I have to see that, you know? You see a glimpse. You saw some pigeons eating chicken once, yeah, too, right? Yeah, I watched pigeons go into a Popeye's and fight over chicken bones. Did they order it? No, but like... They're in an overcoat with a <laughs> hat on. hundred of them stacked up and went on top. Yeah. It was like, cuckoo, cuckoo. But I like the way pigeons look, how they move their head from side to side. I, I find it funny. Yeah. Um, I don't like when pigeons are on the ledge outside the window and they're making noise. I agree with that. I've been shit on by pigeons and I don't... Pigeons generally gross me out I don't blame um, you for that, but like... Strongly. People say they're like rats with wings, but rats are much grosser than pigeons. I think of rats as like cute, furry pigeons of the like ground. I was thinking about this because that Pixar movie Ratatouille with the rat. Yeah. I have a real problem with that movie where I sympathize with the character... I want him to live out his dream, but I am disgusted by the idea of a rodent. I, I mean, I all the characters who are like upset that there's a rat in the kitchen, I totally get where they're coming from. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Rats yeah. are incontinent. They pee every step they take. It's not cool for me to think about a rat. But a pigeon, if a pigeon was doing the same thing and sitting on a guy's head and he was shitting on the guy's hair, pulling his strings, yeah. I wouldn't like that either. That would be pretty offensive. I find it easier to believe that a rat would be a chef than a pigeon. Why is that? Because pigeons will eat rotten things off the ground and will fight over chicken bones? Yeah. When they're fighting over those chicken bones, do you think they know these are our cousins? So it wasn't like they were after the breading? They were really just after the bones? There was meat on them. You never like seeing birds fight over food. True. uh, Especially not when it's also birds that they're eating. One thing that we haven't brought up about pigeons is homing pigeons. I think that's really cool. You know, I got a problem with them. Because they're slaves? Well, also, I don't like war and I don't like violence. So oh, that's true. The, the way but it's described it's, in be... books for kids that, that they deal with homing pigeons, they said these homing pigeons during the war like saved all these lives by transmitting orders to the soldiers. They were heroes, and I was thinking, well, yeah, they were heroes to one side, but they they were like telling you where them where to aim their artillery so they could kill the other men. So it's kind of tough to say that they're heroes. I mean, they they were veterans. I they they had to do what they had to do in wartime, and I don't begrudge anybody for doing what they do. We can, and we thank them for their service, and I want to give them a discount. You know, yeah, of course, but yeah. like. I think it's a lot to say that the bird is a hero, you know? Does that mean the ones that were on the other side were villains? You know, the Nazis use homing pigeons too. Are they villains? That's a good question. Is like the Red Baron a, a hero or a villain? Yeah, man. Enemy Ace, for Depends example. Depends on what side yeah. you're in. So I don't think that it's... I mean, it's brave. I don't know what that means. If that makes it heroic. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if it's brave. I, I like the cartoon Catch the Pigeon, which is about a homing pigeon being chased by a guy in a biplane. I think he had a dog like Muttley. He was basically the guy from Wacky Races. You ever saw that cartoon? Wacky Races or the... Um... It was like Wacky Races. It was called Catch the Pigeon. It was like... A, I think it was Hanna-Barbera. Oh, okay. There's an evil guy, like a Red Baron type guy, but he's like Dick Dastardly and he has a dog 
and they're trying to catch the pigeons. So pigeons, I pretty much have exhausted my knowledge of pigeons that I've told you everything I know there about them. There used to be so many of them in the oh, United the, the States or in North America. I guess they had been brought over by Europeans, I, is that I right? I believe it, and, and they and blotted out the sky. There were thousands. Of them. Yeah, they, yeah, there were so many they could black out the sky and make a noontime sun be like an eclipse. Uh, and then they eventually, that pigeon, it's the passenger pigeon. Is oh, the name sorry. Of that yes, type of pigeon, it became extinct because, I guess, of deforestation and also people were just, like, hunting They them. said people would go, like, in the frontier areas. They would just aim the shotgun yeah. in the sky and shoot at them. They hunted it to extinction. I mean, that's what we do best. I was thinking about dodo birds today because I bet dodo birds were, like, the most sweetest, most cutest birds you ever saw in your life. And they were just hanging on an island, totally trusting and liking people. And then they were just butchered and eaten by sailors who laughed while they were doing it. And it shows you how little we care about the world around us and the world we lived in beyond our immediate enjoyment. I saw you, by the way, shooting a buffalo from far away. You didn't even stop the train to collect their hides. You just let them rot. And then you laughed about it as the train sped past. Well, you know, there were so many of them and they were just clogging up the old prairies and whatnot. I also saw you putting up fences so that people couldn't... I wouldn't do that. (laughs) You would never catch me putting up a fence. So Maybe we should move on to ranking these guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's rank these pigeons. So at the list so far, I'm looking at just for a comp. Crows are at number 20. Comp is short for comparison. Yeah. Comparative example. Not complimentary. Well, maybe. Crows sometimes can coexist with pigeons. I've seen them get along together. And crows are kind of similar birds. They're louder. They're bigger. Crows are more pests in the sense that they get it into people's food more often or they mess with their crops. Maybe they're more pests. I don't know. Uh, they, they probably spread less disease. Do pigeons not spread disease, do they? Yeah, they do. Look at them. Look they're at like them. They're like rats. No, they don't. <laughs> you, no one ever got bird flu from a pigeon, did they? Yeah, uh, they just seem like they would spread disease. Right. Have you seen their feet? Okay. Are there any other animals on this list? Donald Duck is an animal. Donald Duck is an animal. He's a type of bird. He's a fictional character. Yeah, but, um, but I mean... It, Jessica Rabbit is a human I, is cartoon. She, uh, sardines are an animal. Sardines are an animal. And they're and a fish, we've got them but they're also a food. And pigeons aren't really a food, although they are to some people. They call it squab. Um, in Queens, I remember there's this place, and you can buy squab, and I didn't know what it was, and I like Google it, and it says it's a pigeon. I said, oh, that makes sense. The way I feel about pigeons mm-hmm. is that crows is the best comp, which is short for comparison. Yeah. But I wouldn't personally put them above crows. I don't think I would um, either. Crows are the smartest oh, really? animal, okay. they say. So I'm okay with um, like saying that the crows would be the ceiling. And then what is the floor? Yeah. When we get around Oreos, I think I like Oreos more than pigeons. Okay. So uh, I think it would be I think Josta, I'm, the beverage well, Josta. Josta. I don't know much about it. It's a beverage. It's like more or less Mountain Dew. I like pigeons, I think, more than I like sports teams jerseys. Okay. Also, there should be a sports team that has pigeon colors. So it's like they're gray and white. Maybe there is one that I, I can't think of, you know? But sharks like, are kind of like that. I guess the sharks are gray and blue. Think about like it's pigeon colors and then they have a little highlight color. I think Nike, there were a pair of Nikes that they had like this for a while. They were in pigeon colors. I think Nick even, who talked about pigeons, I think he had that. That's I think Nick right. is a real pigeon fan. Okay, real pigeon head. When he heard me say rusty pigeons, he's shaking his head because he knows like the real word for it that the real pigeon guys oh. say. I got to say, uh, that lemon shandy, I drank it. It's delicious. Oh, great. Yeah, so it's, well, it's looking we'll, good. We're, no, we're not ranking save it. That sentiment. I'm just teasing it uh, a little bit. So, if you like sports team jerseys more than them, I, I mean, I can put them below sports uh, team let's jerseys. Let's put them below Oreos at number 34 and above sports team jerseys at number 35. And move sports team jerseys to uh, number 36. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm surprised. I thought you would put pigeons uh, much higher You know, on I like pigeons, yeah. but I recognize that they're filthy. Yeah. They shit everywhere. One time I helped the pigeon build a nest by giving him little bits of straw, and I felt like a, a friendship with him. But, like, yeah. also, I've had a pigeon shit on my head, and I've been angry with pigeons. Yeah, I understand no everything in the world is beautiful. I know you like Oreos, so fair is fair. I feel like, I like okay. I'm also, like, 
I know if I bend a little bit now, maybe I'll be able to spend that capital later. Do you know oh. what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when happens. the real controversy happens. You know, I feel like I'm going okay. easy on you now, reeling you in, and then I start. I'm starting yeah. to feel comfortable. So we've got that in there. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, and let's take a break. The next one. Okay. And we're back. Okay. You brought something to rank, right? Yeah, man. A shirts, also known as wife beaters, also oh. known as. Sleeveless undershirts. Uh, yeah, these were submitted by Jason Marmer as wife beater the clothing. Yeah, right? but it's like the, here's the thing, Jason. If you're listening to this, I'm married, for example. Yes. I have a wife, so it's like I'm yeah. calling them a shirts, man. But you know what we're talking about. You notice I'm a little bit squeamish and squamish. Like last episode when it was the topic was sex, yeah. I got all flustered. This is one of those yeah. things where it's like, man, because I'll wear those shirts sometimes, I'm not trying to tell my son like, oh, these are white beater shirts. To say it so nonchalantly seems to sort of condone yeah, the Yeah, I get it, man. Unlike these shirts, I've been a long time proponent of, of these shirts. Since like the early 90s, I'd be wearing these shirts. At the time, I remember yeah. them really having that, like a Danny Aiello type thing. Uh, a, a low class guy. Yeah. He's he, trying to uh, be abusive to his wife or his children. Yeah. He's got stains all over him. You, you know, if you see the movie um, Blowout, directed by Brian De Palma, and, which, starring John Travolta, and in it, Dennis Franz shows up and he's got the filthiest A shirt on ever. Right. And he's like an alcoholic dude who's an abusive boyfriend. He's like a sleazy private eye or something. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's everything. And I'm like, oh, he's walking around and he's pissing and drinking a whiskey out of a bottle. And I'm like, wow, this is a good look for this guy, you know? It really fits him. Danny Aiello is a guy who I think of. Whenever I have yeah, a white... I, sure. I don't wear white ones anymore because I'll get if I get mustard or tomato sauce on it, I immediately right. look like Danny Aiello. I'm also in my mid-40s now, right? So it's like, I'm not trying to look like Danny Aiello at all times. They used to make you look like... When I was younger... O-Dog from Menace Society. Look like, I look like Marlon Brando or O-Dog. Yeah. Or I was going to say, um, this doesn't compliment them either. I mean, Marlon Brando does, but one image that came to mind pretty quickly was American History X. Oh, Edward yeah, not Norton. the comp that you want. No, not the comp I remember that you in want. school I would have one, and it was like, because in the world that I lived in from our rural Northern California town, that was what you would wear in the summertime. And so I remember I had one on, and dudes yeah. would say, oh, it's like Doug from the, the TV show The State. There's a character, Doug, who would wear such shirts. I had to let them know, like, look, I live a hard-as-nails existence. I'm basically a prison thug. Now, there was a time when almost every male of our age, or in a big age range, big age like around and, my and, age, and, also, and many females as well, would wear these shirts or something similar. Well, it's inexpensive. It it's a, all cotton. You know, so it's not, you're not wearing any synthetic fibers. Yep. It breathes. It's nice for the summertime. The black ones look are a little better, I think. I have some yeah. now, but, like, I, you know, I put a shirt on over it. In the summertime, I gotta say, I think it's a tried and true look. It's a good look. It's gonna go down in history. It's sort of a, a look for the time. It's never right. gone completely. I think you can wear one without telegraphing a love for domestic violence. Yeah, I think that these days they don't even... I mean, even people uh -huh. call them wife beaters, which they still do. You would say that without even conjuring the image of a yeah, domestic yeah. abuser. Like, if someone says wife beater to me, I don't you, think... Your brain like doesn't they, do you know, the math hey, and did think, you see oh, my are wife they talking beater? about... You're, you're going to go yeah, down my, to uh, find someone abusing their wife and drape them over your shoulders? Exactly. I would put Skin wife beaters to human beings much lower on the list if we're ranking them. Way lower on the list. Uh, a a but, couple of problems. They become stained and they you look like Danny they Aiello. They become you stained. Say, what's looking at downsides of them? They, they can be class they, they markers. Be you're trying to get a loan yeah. at the bank, but you're wearing one of them, and people judge you. They can lose their so elasticity, you're saying, and they you're can saying, become. You said they become stained. Well, no, they don't become stained. They, yeah, they can, that can happen too. <laughs> like if you're living like a really disgusting life, right. yes, of course. Um, right. But I mean, they can become stained. I'm using the passive voice because I'm the one spilling the stains on them. But of course, yes, they can become yeah. 
stained. Both of those are things you don't want. But if you're walking around eating a hot dog and you have a mustard stain on your wife beater and then it's like you have to go give a presentation at work, you know, it could be a problem. I wear them as an undershirt always. So like if mine are stained, then it's really rare that anybody yeah. but my wife would see it. It's very difficult for me to uh, not wear wife beaters or, or this type yeah. of shirt, A shirts we'll say. Because um, I've done it since the 90s. Like, I pretty much never stopped I, wearing them. I don't them. know if I stopped either. I phased them out at times when I lived in colder climates. But, like, in the summertime... Even in colder climates, I wear them because they, they keep you warm. Like, I pretty much always wear them as an undershirt. And it's just because uh, I, I'm accustomed to you wear them in your pajamas? Like, when you I, go to bed, They probably do help you regulate wear... your body temperature. No, oh, so I, I don't wear them when, I go, when I go to bed. I don't wear them in the shower. Oh, you're not... Um, never nude, then. I don't... The circumstances in which I'll not wear them is, say, if I'm on vacation or, like, doing some leisurely activity and I'm wearing a button-up shirt. You want the air to go through the quilted Tommy Bahama, you know, me and the mesh on the side panel or whatever, the air yeah. to breeze through. If it's a Tommy Bahama situation, I might not wear them. I gotta say, having a thicket of chest hair with an A shirt on it yeah. and having a cold beer in my hand, having barbecue sauce stains on it like a beast, this is like where I belong. This is like a savage monster that I am. And I'm sure when my wife looks at me in such a state, it's great for her. She says, this guy is wearing this shirt the name of it means domestic abuse, but he's basically abusing me by looking like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually not shaven. I believe that my wife is not especially a big fan of them. And like I said, I don't look the way now that I did. You don't look like an Olympic level athlete. I don't think they necessarily compliment my uh, my look. But they're... And I was surprised to find out that most of our friends uh, no longer wear them. I just assumed everybody, anybody my age that was male, I assumed that under their shirt was always one of these. An I'm not wearing one right now, but like, I'm, not, not, I'm not opposed to it. And I have in the washing machine this week there are some a shirts of both white and black ones i recently moved to start wearing uh darker colored ones gray and black ones yeah so um, you can so you can wipe the, well. the mustard stains on there so that they're less visible when i like reach up to uh, grab something and they, like my shirt lifts up uh, so there's not illicit that I'm wearing on top of it so people don't get here. the boners from you yeah. so i'm ready i think i'm ready to rank these um yeah. I, I did we mention yeah that, me too that generally speaking they're 100 percent cotton a lot of clothing isn't yeah. nowadays and it's like having 100% cotton on you is kind of nice. It's a, it's a good feeling, you know? It's the fabric of our time. Yeah. It's the li- world we live in. What's the tagline? The- cotton. It's what you do. It's what you wear. It's the thread of our existence. Yeah, exactly. It's the common thread that binds us. So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, so let's see. So I, I like these. Boy, I like them quite a bit. If we're looking for comparables. Let's look for some compost. Uh, we've got Tommy Bahama shirts, which is at number 29. Band t-shirts, number 24. Do, uh, have, do I bands like ever make any A shirts? I'm sure there are bands that have uh, done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In fact, I've been involved with bands making A shirts. They're hard to print. That You print something on them and they're, you know, they're ribbed. They're so ribbed there for excitement. It's, it's easier to do it with tank tops, which aren't ribbed. Yeah, yeah. But when these were popular. I can think of certain bands where... It would be very on brand to have this. Like Social Distortion or someone like that. They probably still make them. Totally, totally. Um, Kid Rock probably does too. Yeah. Okay, so I like them more than any of the other clothing that, that yeah, right. is on So let's this. look at other things that are not clothing. Maybe they um, transcend the category and then maybe we need to put them they against... They may. I mean, maybe they can ascend into the... The thing is, is that they're like a comfort blanket for me. I use them every day. You don't use uh, nail clippers every day. No, no, exactly. So I think I like them more than nail clippers, although... Well, I don't like, know if I like them more than rye bread, though. Maybe, right. I don't know if you have sex every day, but like that's number eight. I don't you know? think I like them more than sex. You mentioned rye bread, which is 12. Intro to back that ass up, which is nine. Plants. Maybe I would put them below rye bread. Rye bread is my favorite of the bread category. Okay. And A shirts are like, like I said, they're not my favorite undergarment. Right. Uh, for men. And I don't know if they're my favorite shirt. So it's like they don't win in the category that they're in. Charmander is, a, is like my favorite Pokemon, for example. That's right. at number 14. Dancing Queen is not my favorite 
ABBA song, although it's one I, okay. I respect. Jessica Rabbit is my favorite sexy cartoon jazz singer, right? right. So uh, she wins in that category. So you're saying you'd want to put them below Jessica Rabbit? I don't know, man. I'm just talking it out with you, man. We're just... We're just looking at comps, and it's hard to find a comp. I don't like Charmander more than I like them. Well, the, he's similar. It's, there's a lot of similarities here. Because yeah. Charmander is a very simple concept. Yeah. The A-shirt is about as simple as a con- it does. I mean, it's such a simple concept that doesn't even have sleeves. And Charmander is a very simple design, and he only says his own name. So, like, I'm just saying, like, they're, they're very simple concepts that are good at, for what they are. I think Charmander has more lasting power, in a sense, because an A-shirt has to be replaced every so often true i don't know so i'm looking at putting it above dancing queen yeah that, uh, i mean which, you know that to, works that works okay for me because dancing queen is sort of a break where charmander is um a fictional character an idea that i'm not especially attached to but i like it and, and your arguments for charmander are right. valid and these shirts i think i have a certain special like attachment to them that um i think i need to separate myself from so I, i'm good with that yeah a shirts rent to the list at number 15, also known as white beaters. They're a versatile clothing. When they get all worn out, you can use them for rags to wash things with, and uh, it works okay. great. You can use them for rags for a lot of things, uh, as we mentioned. <laughs> so anyways. Um... <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my idea for a product? I mean, I'm sure they do it now. Right. But I remember thinking they should make something, and it's called J-Rags, and uh, rags would be with a Z or maybe three Zs because it's like for sleepy people. And I thought, like, this would be a good idea. How come they don't make any product specifically for this? But I'm sure that they do now. There must be somebody making something like this. You know the people that send you the razor blades? The Misfits? Uh, no, not the Misfits. What are you talking about? Candy Apples and Razor Blades? No. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I'm talking about the people, Harry's Razors, oh, or that you, they yeah. advertise on the podcast, and they're sending you that. Okay. I'm sure they sell Jizz Rags, too. They must, man. Let's take a break and rank the uh, the Shandies. Okay, Shandies. Okay. Okay, we're back. We've drank the Shandies. Yeah. Have, we have drunk. We They have been... They, we have taken them been, in. Yes. How, how do you say? We consumed them. We, we consumed the Shandies. I enjoyed it. How did you drink yours, Jake? I drank it gradually. I sipped it. I'm going to um, read off what John sent us, our listener and okay. friend of the podcast. So John, John is the guy. He knows about these more. Yeah. He knows, he's an expert of coffee. He did that thing where, where you, you go down and they train you and you have to be able to... Tell the coffees apart from one. Like it's like a Somalia training, but for coffee. Yeah. He's done that. Um, he's he's worked in that industry. He owns a coffee business. Yeah, it's called Time and Tide. Uh, it's in Biddeford, Maine, which is uh, yeah. just outside of Portland, Maine. It's north, I think, of Portland, right? I believe it's south, but I'm not. Don't quote me on it's that. It's in that. Yeah. And Maine's got a, like it, a weird. It could be east. Who knows? I don't really understand the, the geography of Maine. Yeah. yeah so coastlines um, are crazy. Um. So here's what he said about it. Uh, he said I use a a ratio of 70% cold brew and 30% fresh lemonade. Cold brew being cold brew coffee he says you can use pre-made of either but pre-made lemonade might be a little bit too sweet and then he says i love cold brew shandy because it's light and refreshing the lemonade really accentuates the citrus notes in the cold brew it also lightens the caffeine load so i can drink them all day i think of it as a session coffee drink and then he says he's mostly thinking of theirs that they serve at time and tide uh, and he hasn't really tried one elsewhere the one i made was i went and bought store-bought cold brew i just went down to the local place and the best I could find was from Blue Bottle, uh, the local... I mm-hmm. guess they're actually all over the world now, but it's a San Francisco company, and they make them prepackaged. I would have probably preferred one from a different coffee roaster, but that's what was available. And then I did make the homemade lemonade. I, what I made was I took a, a store-bought cold brew, right? Mm-hmm. And I brought it back, and all the recipes I could find... I didn't use that recipe of John's. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. But I found recipes, and the recipes all had some kind of milk or condensed milk. Oh, so I what see. I did was... 
I took an almond milk, which I always like in coffee drinks. I know that's controversial. Some people really don't like it. But I like that in coffee drinks when, when they call for milk. And I didn't have any condensed milk in my house, which a lot of them called for. And so then I have lemons outside. So I made a lemonade. Uh, oh, you, know, you used with your the, own lemons. I got a lemon tree. Yeah, it was big timing it. I didn't use a lot of sugar because there's some sugar in the, in the almond milk already. And so... I, I put a little bit in, but I feel like I maybe could have gone a little sweeter. I got to say, I thought it was delightful. I just had it. I don't usually drink coffee. I thought, this thing is refreshing. I was actually a little bit, I was ambivalent about trying it. Right. Because I thought, well, isn't it going to curdle it up or isn't it going to confuse my mouth and yeah. whatnot? I really enjoyed it. I thought I could see drinking this all the time, especially in the summer, you know, when it's hot. One of the reasons I wanted to do this one, it, I mean, it was coming up on the list anyways, but I thought we would do it now is because it happens to be pretty warm here in the Bay Area. Even though it's October, we have a we have sort yeah. of a late summer, especially in San Francisco. I know what you want to call it, but you're not supposed to call it that. It was in the 80s today it was around 80 degrees today so it's something nice to drink lemonade was a popular drink and it still is that's what people say <laughs> yeah and this is a hybrid drink right yeah. this is a in generally speaking hybrids are interesting to me because it's like you take out some of the highs and some of the lows but sometimes you maybe can go two things together can be better than the sum of the part or worse yeah. you know like peanut butter and jelly when they're mixed with rye bread take it to the next level right and make it better whereas peanut butter and jelly with another kind of bread might not maybe what do you had to say about how it accentuates the citrus notes i really did i mean obviously i'm tasting citrus in it because uh, there's a lemonade but I, I noticed that as well and it um I, I like the drink i think i like it more than i like a regular cold brew to be honest maybe because it's a little sweet and i usually don't sweeten the, the drinks that i drink but um you know there's another it drink did... that's similar that is espresso and soda water that i've had or seltzer what do you call that i've seen it called different things yeah. different places and they frequently add lemon rind um and you know they do that yeah that's what my wife was saying if you get uh, espresso in fancier places especially if you do it in europe like in italy or something i think you're gonna always get a piece of lemon there wow so okay well I, I guess I'm a bit uncouth to this sort of thing. Like I, I'm not. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the coffee world. Right. Maybe so much as uh, as you are, especially John. I do a trust fall into the expertise of people who do know about these right. things. Yeah. Like like John. And if John tells me it's good, I'm gonna have to just trust him on it. And he was right. Yeah. It's and it's uh, better than I thought and, and it would be personally. I would drink it again. Like I have some more of this cold brew. I'm gonna and I'm gonna and I have these lemons in my backyard. I'm gonna try out a couple of different combinations of it. You know, yeah. as the next few days go by. Try it without the yeah. milk sometimes. So yours didn't have any kind of milkiness So yeah, at all. mine was just the lemonade that I made, which was like a fresh squeezed lemon and simple syrup, uh-huh. which John recommended, and a little bit so of water. The recipes and that I saw the online, they all, they all had like condensed milk or milk or some yeah. kind of milk in it, which I thought was crazy because... You know, lemon and milk, that's how you make buttermilk. People just love cream, and, and especially in, like, summery drinks, you know, with, like, frappuccino type stuff. So especially thing, Americans uh, just th- love putting cream in there, you know, and sugar. There's a Taiwanese thing I, I, I want to know if you know about. So okay. I used to work across from this place where they would have, there was a foam on top of the teas and coffees that was like a, a cheese foam. Oh, wow. My coworker, um, Yui, he would tell, explain it to me, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's a cheese foam. It's great. It's good. It's it's on hot beverages. And I was like, man, that's appalling. You know, It's like cream yeah. cheese? And he's like, no, just think of it as like whipped cream, but it's like a little bit like salty or something. I had to just take his word for it, and I thought, oh, that's kind of like what you're doing if you're putting milk and lemon together. That was my fear. That's why I didn't want to use real milk. But I'm going to investigate it further. I'm not, like, talking bad. I'm yeah. going to do my best to rank this. I want to say another thing. Uh, my old landlord is from Hong Kong, and he told me in Hong Kong growing up, a popular drink, people would drink coffee and tea mixed together. 
why not? Yeah, I mean, I've it's never it's, heard of that, like, and I've never done it. It seems like sort of defeats the do, purpose. Do you think things should be combined or things should be separate, though? I think both things are true. Things should be combined, if necessary, or separate. <laughs> like, I, I'm I not mean, against combining things, though, you know. Part of me wants things to be separate. If I'm drinking coffee, I want to drink espresso with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and if I'm going to have strawberry jam, I just want to put my finger into the thing and eat strawberry jam. I don't want yeah. to put it on anything but of course, like things go better when you mix them. They pair together. They, you know, they partner up. They combine. I'm a big fan of pairing things. You like Jerry Lewis and you like Dean Martin, but you know you like Lewis and Martin as a team. They work yeah. better. Yeah. Lennon and McCartney. Exactly. And sometimes Loggins it's, and Messina. It's the contrast that makes you know yeah. combining them great. Um, sometimes they're yeah, more Prince and the New Power Generation. Heavy D and the Boys. All that stuff. Uh, Wendy and Lisa. Things have to combine. There's a magic that happens when they, they mingle. When yeah. they mix and, and mingle. And sometimes you know? it doesn't work, but trying it is worth it. Kind of all. Always. That's why I, I think I brought this up before, but even the peanut butter and mustard uh, example, like I, I know an English guy who made a peanut butter and mustard sandwich once and me and the people around, you know, were like, what are you doing? And what he was said, he saying? He said, this is how you do it. I don't know peanut butter, right? Yeah. He said, I'm from England. We don't do peanut butter. So we know why not? Uh, and I tried it and it was good. It wasn't what I expected, but it was We're good. stuck in our preconceived notions, man. We're trapped yeah. in our little jails in our own minds yeah, and 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 john is freeing us by telling us you don't have to live a life of just drinking a lemonade and then drinking a coffee and alternating sips holding it in two hands you can mix them together my son put a yeah. donut hole inside a donut and then he ate it I, which i don't approve of but it's like it's gonna yeah, i don't know if i call that mixing unless there are different types of well i just donuts. thought it was wrong i didn't like it yeah he didn't do it in front of me because he knew i wouldn't like it but uh, I also watched my mother just this weekend. She made a peanut butter and pickle sandwich, which I forgot is oh, something wow. that she okay. would eat. Totally seems cool to her. And it's like a little bit appalling to me, but right. I should try it. I'm trying to be open-minded. That is strange to me, but you know. So I guess I got off topic. Yeah. We're talking about the shandy and I'm just thinking about things combining in general because it's a hybrid thing. And so when we rank it on the list, we're going to have to compare it to coffee itself. Right, right. Lemonade's not on the list. It's a subcategory of coffee because coffee refers to, it also refers to a latte and a latte is coffee plus milk. And, you know, I would think that a latte is a subcategory of coffee as well. Well, it's a beverage. Um, Are there any other beverages on here? I mean, the juice in a sardine can is a beverage because you can drink it Well, yeah, we've also got Surge and Josta, both of them quite low on the list. And then coffee, I I don't see another one. So I think I like um, this more than I like coffee. It's a a kind of coffee and I like it more than if I went and just ordered a coffee, I wouldn't like it as much as I like this, especially today. It was a hot day. So I would be more likely to just have a cup of coffee than I would be likely to have this. But I think that this is something special. It's a magic I don't know if it. I'd put a latte over normal coffee. Um, We're not ranking lattes today. But this, I think I would because it's got a... There's an alchemy to it. There's yeah. a mix. There's, yeah. a, there's something Especially that happens a conversation that's about greater than the things. sum of its parts. I would put yeah. this above both coffee and lemonade. I never would have expected to hear myself say this, but... Um, so coffee's at number 23, which is around the middle. Now, let's see. So what's... Watchmen, the TV series, took an existing idea and built on it. There's Watchmen rights issues with this, but right. there's rights issues with coffee because as far as I know, John invented the shandy so. so watchmen the tv series is at number 17 i think i like watchmen the tv series more all right uh, and i think then, that i like uh, jessica rabbit back more. again jessica we're rabbit. talking about jessica rabbit again we always go to jessica rabbit it does seem like things pivot around her a little bit so there's a few things on this list she's one of them that they're like a that's where a different segment of the list seems to start you know there's i think watershed is what i wanted to say they're like a like the continental divide there's some kind of dividing right around things here where they're good yeah. but they're not there there's some issues with them we have i see a divide between jessica rabbit and tulsa time where i really see this going in there because i don't think i like it more than jessica rabbit and I'm pretty sure that I like it more than Tulsa Time, the, the song. I think I like Tulsa Time more. Because Tulsa Time okay. is a song which 
I come back to it. This is a drink I've only had one time. Maybe it's too early to say. It could be a, a year from now. I'll be like, what was that drink I used to drink? Uh, something from 2020. I don't remember any longer. Yeah. It's not part of my repertoire. But I can't imagine forgetting the song Tulsa Time that way. So that's the thing. It maybe it's too early to rank it any higher, but we have to rank it now. That's when it got put on our list. We can put this below Tulsa Time. All right, let's do it. Tulsa Time was number 19. Cold Brew Shandy enters the list at number yeah. 20. Yeah, that's... We did it. Now we have... 45 things on the list. Again... 45 things on the list. Prince is at the top three. and QAnon's at the bottom. And then in the middle... Or crows in the sea. Okay, so yeah, we've added these things. Uh, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. So thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and the show notes. This is where we fact check ourselves, give further info on the subjects we talk about, and put in relevant links. I frequently say relative links. I've caught myself You should just say times. relative links. They are relative, I suppose, re- but relevant links. Yeah. Email us at list at everydamthing.net with any suggestions for things to rank. Comments, words of encouragement, words of discouragement, corrections, threats, or special offers. Any of these things can be sent to us. Yeah, if you send us something interesting, if you have any complaints, anything anything you want to add to the conversation of something we've done before, yeah, send it to us. Write us an email. Um, you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you got this episode. Our theme song is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you didn't enjoy it, then, then keep it to yourself. Tell your best friend the good news. Say, finally, there's a podcast for you. You and I can listen to it together. Let's go on a car trip. We're going to listen to Jake and Phil, and they're going to explain these things. Yeah, we're going to go jogging together six feet apart. Yeah. Car trip, six feet apart. We're going to do chores. We're going to wash dishes uh, in separate kitchens, but we're going to be listening to this. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to stop recording, but I'm going to keep talking to you, Jake. We never stop talking.